0: As we begin our message for this morning, I think it's only right that we allow God for that word, that you would give us open hearts and minds to receive the message you have for us this morning, that you would tear down any barriers that would keep us from hearing your word. And Lord, I pray that the words of my lips and the meditation of my heart would be pleasing in your sight, O God, who is indeed our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, as I said at the beginning of the service, part of the reason we're doing this series called God for God is to help us realize that God made us as physical and spiritual beings. We're not simply souls trapped in bodies, but we are people who are created. It means that there is a spiritual and a physical
1: aspect to
0: our existence, and just as we were made physical beings, so we will also be resurrected physical beings. And so we can't neglect the fact that that's how God has made us, and throughout this series we're just going to be talking a little bit about what does it mean to be made as as whole beings, physical and spiritual, united. And uh, during this series, one of the things that we want to kind of help you to see is to see ways that other people at Trinity are kind of wrestling with that, to hear their stories about how the physical and the spiritual really do go hand in hand. And so this morning, as we're talking about inspiration and the role that inspiration plays in bringing about transformation, I wanted to give you an opportunity to hear from two of our members, Derek and Liz Allen, and to hear a little bit about
1: their story. So I invite you to listen in at this time. So when it came time to having kids, we were just wanting this vision of an active family where we were, you know, giving the best foods to our kids and doing that wouldn't we do that for ourselves as well. So um, yeah, and for me personally, when I had my son, I was diagnosed with preeclampsia at the level of my pregnancy and um, that was a big surprise. My blood pressure shot off over 200 and I was admitted to the hospital. And um, it was scary. And for most people, that resolves right after delivery. For some, it can persist for six weeks after delivery, and I was one of those people. So when I looked at um, the possibility of having to be on a blood pressure medication, that just was like, I don't want this for um, myself. I don't want to, more so I want to, um, just have a life without description. I would say the thing that really inspired me was uh, having a, a family. First off, you see yourself in a lot of pictures, and then and sometimes that can be eye-opening. You start thinking really long-term, like, what do I want to be when I'm 60 years old, you know? enough to really be around for that and just setting an example for your your child. Am I the person that you can look to as a role or am I just going to be someone that, that tells them what they should be doing and they can't necessarily follow my actions and that was uh, the biggest thing, inspiration is just what person do I want to be for my family and what kind of family want to have. I think if you're a spiritual person, it's very similar to your faith, but, I mean, I think you start faith life and you think about it, it's all these rules that so I have to follow, and it's going to be really hard, and then I think as you get into it, you realize that it actually kind of makes your life easier, kind of puts everything in balance and perspective, and I think exercise can be very similar, really, adds balance to your life. And then the other thing is just, it can be fun, you know, it doesn't have to be serious, and you know, I think sometimes you get caught up in a diet, and it's like, I have to reach this by this day. And I think just take a long term view and just say, This is a lifestyle change, this isn't a diet. You know, if I don't reach my goal by the exact day, I just trying to move the ball in a direction. I don't have to hit this goal by this day, and I think that also is a good point It's just the perspective. And I mean, I think for me, you know, just about having kids and being active with my family, I think that just really put it in perspective this isn't my like lose 10 pounds to feel better for some summer. This is, what I want to be 10, 15 years from now? It's a very badly attribute to put others first and to be a caregiver, you know, to put your family's needs first. And uh, I think that if you put that perspective of, you know, you're part of aspiration too, and he wants us to steward ourselves as well. Um, it's just, it's important
0: one of the things I love hearing in that story is what Derek mentions the fact that inspiration matters taking a long term view is important when we think about having transformation and seeing results in both our physical and our spiritual life And so that's really what we want to be talking about this morning, as we think a little bit about what does it mean to be created physically and spiritually, how do those two things go together, and what I want to argue is that the spiritual can affect the physical, especially when it comes to this area of inspiration. One of the things I love when you look at Scripture, when you look at the Bible, is how many times Scripture uses physical metaphors to Hebrews chapter 12. And so I want us to take a look at that together uh, one more time. If you have your Bibles, you can open it up to
1: Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, this it is just
0: not working, guys. I don't know what's going on. So, um, Did you click that? Yeah, I clicked that. You did that? Yep. Alright, just leave that on there. And okay. We'll just go with this for this morning, okay? Okay. Alright, and that's what we're going to do. Um, So here is, uh, I've got part of the passage up on the screen for us. This is Hebrews 12, verses 1 to 2. And here's what what, uh, the writer of Hebrews says. He says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. One of the things that I find interesting about that is, again, we're using this physical metaphor for talking about what it means to walk our lives of faith, to walk with Jesus. And yet there's also this interesting line in there where the writer says that we should fix our eyes on Jesus. That there's a race to be run, that we need to be prepared for it, but the way that we prepare for it, the way that we're actually able to run it well, is by fixing our eyes on Christ. See what the the writer is basically saying is saying inspiration matters. What you are pursuing is going to shape how you run. And that's very, very important to keep in mind because of the fact that, that what is inspiring us is actually going to determine whether or not we actually see success when it comes to transformation, whether it's physical or spiritual, any transformation. Why are you running? What is the purpose? What are you setting your eyes on? What are you pursuing? That's really the question here. Recently, Jenny and I ran uh, the Soldier Field 10 mile race. We did this on Memorial Day weekend. Now, this was just the first race that I had run since I was a sophomore in high school. Okay, and we decided to do a 10-mile race. It must be insane saying yes to that. But part of the reason I started running again, part of the reason that I started getting back physical exercise and physical activity was actually because of my pain. That kind of like in Derek and Liz's story, I realized that I wanted to be healthy. I wanted to run for their sake. I wanted to be in good physical condition so that as far as it concerns me, I'm in a position and in a place where for as long as possible I can be caring for my wife my kids. That's part of what inspired me to run. To try to get back into shape. And if that's true for something as basic as just you know, your, your health and, and jogging, how much deeper, how much truer is that when it comes to our lives and our faith walk, our journey with God? Because before we consider the what and the how of running our race of faith, of living our lives, we have to consider the why. Why are we running? Red Hebrews says, the reason that you're running is Jesus. Reverend Hebrews says, fix your eyes on Jesus. We might ask the question, well, well, what does that create? What kind of life is born by fixing our eyes on Jesus? And what we want to say is that when we fix our eyes on Jesus, what it leads to is it leads to a life of gratitude. That when we fix our eyes on Jesus, it leads to a life of gratitude, and that actually can give give birth to and bear the fruits of transformation. So let's talk a little bit about how and why, what it means to really fix our eyes on Jesus and to live a life of gratitude. You see, when it comes to our physical bodies, I think that we in our culture and society today, we tend to fall off on one side or the other when it comes to things like physical health. We tend to either say that our bodies don't matter and we can do whatever we want with them, or we tend to overemphasize them and to try to. These two attitudes we would call Gnosticism and Narcissism. Gnosticism is basically a spiritual perspective that prioritizes the spiritual over the physical. It basically says what really matters is my spiritual health or my physical health and what I do with my body. That really isn't all that important. That really doesn't affect my life too much. And the problem with adopting that posture and that attitude is that it can very, very quickly uh, dissolve into hedonism. I mean, we can think of like the big ones like sex, drugs, and rock and roll, but I think that it expresses its way in very subtle everyday choices that we make,
1: too. The fact that we have have this word called binging, this verb to binge, so we binge eat, or we binge drink, or we binge
0: methods, or whatever you're binging on. It basically says that the, because my body doesn't matter, I can just do whatever is easy, whatever feels good, whatever is pleasurable. My personal favorite is why go home and make a healthy meal when you can stop by McDonald's? McDonald's fries taste better than salads. I'm sorry, but they just do. I think they're amazing. I don't know how, how they're making, but it's like I'm your But that's what we do. Like, we tend to go for the easy, the comforting, the satisfying. Satisfying experience, the good feeling. But what I would say is that that's gnosticism, and gnosticism is really a lack of gratitude. It's a lack of gratitude to the God who made us, because it basically tells God, God, I don't really care about the, the body that you've given me, so I'm simply going to do whatever feels good with it.
1: Hmm. It's a lack of
0: gratitude a, that that fails to recognize that our bodies. Our very physical substance was handmade by God. But to use a line from the Apostle Paul in the book of Ephesians, that we are his workmanship, that his bodies matter to us. It's a lack of gratitude, because we basically say, well, I don't care, God, that you made me. This body doesn't really matter. I mean, I am going to get a new one anyways, so let me go ahead and do whatever I feel like with this one. It's a lack of gratitude. But there's another kind of lack of gratitude that can mess up our whole perspective, and that's narcissism. This is the overemphasis on the physical. And this is where I think a lot of our culture tends. We, we, we live in a narcissistic culture. The very fact that we have a word called selfie, which is now in the dictionary, shows that there's an over-obsession with ourselves and our physical appearance. That you look on the covers of magazines, you look in publications and on television and in film, and what we tend to typically see, people who are in very, 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 I would almost say excessive physical, People who look so perfect that the rest of us, when we look at them, get demoralized and feel like there's some sort of standard here that I have to live up to. I mean, the fact that one of the big issues that we deal with our society, and our society is is body image issues, just goes to show that we as a culture tends to be very narcissistic. That we have this overemphasis on our physical appearance. And this isn't just a women's issue, this is a men's issue too. I mean, I'm largely convinced that a vast majority of gym injuries are the result of dudes trying to outdo each other. I have no scientific proof for that. But if you go into a gym and you see like one dude come in and he starts bench pressing and then the bigger guy comes in and that guy who's bench pressing like puts down the bar and goes over and puts like some more weights on it, and he starts pushing that thing. And that's just like, dude, you need a spot or you're going to die. Because they're just sitting like, a... It's like every single muscle that they have in their bodies is just strained. Why are we doing that? It's competition. It's narcissism. This is perspective that says that I've got to, like, make my body perfect, and somehow there's a deficiency here. And again, I would say that this is a lack of gratitude, because what it basically says to God is it says, God, your love is not enough. Your love is not enough, so I'm going to use the body that you've given me in order to get the attention and the affection that I want. I'm going to perfect it, either through exercise or through cosmetic surgery or through fad dieting or whatever it is. And the goal here isn't health. The goal here isn't running the race well. The goal here is getting attention and affection from other people in order to feel loved, in order to feel accepted. It's a lack of gratitude because it says, God's love isn't enough for me. And it fails to realize that, that God loves you just the way you are. That you are precious in his sight. That you are made in his image. And so you don't have to found out any other images that our society slaps up on the cover of magazines on posters. His love is enough And the way that we become free of both Gnosticism and narcissism is by doing, again, what the writer of Hebrews says, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Because he gives birth to gratitude. And that changes everything. You might be saying, why? How does gratitude change everything? How does gratitude bring about transformation? How does gratitude actually help me run the race better? The answer is because when I fix my eyes on Jesus... I see everything that he has done for me. And when I fix my eyes on Jesus, I see all that he has done for me. Because listen to the rest of this passage. I think this is amazing. It says, fix your eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him, who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart." See, when I look at Jesus, I see that he was willing to go to the cross for me. That when I read about the life of Jesus in the Gospels, what I see him doing is healing and forgiving, rescuing and dying, and rising again to new life for you and for me. Which means that my
1: life is precious in His sight. That my life, physical, mental, emotional,
0: and spiritual, has value to the God who loves me, who is willing to endure scorn and shame and suffering and death to buy me back, to set me free, to forgive me from sin, and to raise me to everlasting life with Him. And that gives me the gratitude. Because I realize that the race, that even the race that He's given me to run is a good race. That even the race that He has called me to run is a gift from Him who paid every price so that I might have new and eternal life. That pushes back against the ingratitude of Gnosticism and Narcissism because it says who you are is you are a being made in God's image. You are a forgiven son and daughter of the king.
1: You have value and worth in his sight. You have an eternal purpose, an everlasting beauty
0: that is valuable to him. And so when I turn back and I start to consider well, how do I steward my body? What do I do with this gift that God has given me? I realize it's not about attaining some sort of ridiculous expectation set up there by society. Rather, it's simply pursuing a picture of health as an act of worship. Simply saying, "God, you gave me this body. Help me just to use it well for your purposes." That's going to look different for each person than that okay. because God has made each one of us different and unique. And the new full insight. That when we ask, How do I run the race? Whether we're looking at our spiritual lives, or our physical lives, or our emotional, or our mental lives, we start to say, You know, this race, the only way it's run is by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that it's a gift given to me by the God who redeemed me, who saved me, who won me for everlasting life and resurrected life abundant. It all starts with inspiration, asking ourselves the question why? Why are we running? And the answer is we're running as an act of gratitude to Him who endured everything, who's run the race ahead of us, and who even now runs alongside us for His glory and for our glory. So it's with that in mind and in an attitude of gratitude. But I want us to take a moment to bow our heads and turn Lord, we give you thanks that you have made us, that you've made us in your image, that we are, yes, physical beings, spiritual beings, emotional, mental beings, that we are holistic creatures, and that you made us out of your love, that you redeemed us out of your love. And so, Lord, we pray that you would keep us sort from of slipping into ingratitude. May you help us to realize that our bodies are precious to you, but not to idolize them. Lord, help us run our race well. For your glory, for your purposes in the world. And we give you thanks in the name of Jesus, who is indeed the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. It's in His name we say, Amen. Thank you for spending some time in God's Word with us during this message. It was recorded live in worship at Trinity Church in Lyle, Illinois, where God is leading us on our mission to look, live, and love more like Jesus. Would you like to know more about a relationship with Christ? Or more about Trinity, who we are, what we believe, and where and when you might join us in worship or a growth group? Please visit our website at tlc 4 That's the letters T-L-C, the number 4, and the letter U.org.
1: May God bless you and yours abundantly through Jesus Christ. Thanks again for listening.